Hello, fellow dog lovers. This is Krista with episode number 17 on the Wag Out Loud podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that if you enjoy the show, why not subscribe? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. It's free and you'll be alerted as soon as new episodes are released. You can find the links for each of these platforms in any of the episode show notes. Okay, let's learn about another canine fun fact. A German Shepherd guide dog led her blind companion through the entire 2,100-mile Appalachian Trail. Welcome to the Wag Out Loud podcast, where we cater to dogs and the people who love them, bringing you helpful tips on canine health care, nutrition, and overall well-being. I'm your host, Krista Karpowicz, and I am super excited to be bringing you yet another tail-wagging episode. Hello, everyone. It's going to be a fantastic day on the show because we have Dr. Judy Jasek on, and she is a holistic veterinarian whose specialty is in caring for cancer patients. And using the knowledge gained in her 30-plus years of practicing, Dr. Judy has developed a unique whole-body approach to both treating and preventing disease. She looks at the whole animal and supports the natural healing ability of the body with proper nutrition, detoxification, and eliminating the underlying causes of disease. She then uses tools such as ozone, herbs, CBD, essential oils, and whole food supplements to optimize the health of the body and help it to eliminate the disease. Her personal pets and teachers are Wiley and CJ, two chihuahuas who are always in her shadow. Dr. Judy, thank you for being on with us today. Thank you, Krista. I appreciate the opportunity to um, get some new information out there to folks. Great. Well, today we are going to dispel the myths about feeding a raw diet. Why is it so controversial? Well, I think the biggest thing that I hear is that it's unsafe and that there is, because it's raw, that there is inherently bacterial contamination on the food. And I think that truly is a myth. Raw, especially the commercial raw dog food companies, these companies are so highly scrutinized by the FDA and the USDA. They have to be so careful with their products. Their products are all processed fresh. They're frozen fresh. Um, they're testing them. They're always looking for bacterial contamination. And I think those products are very, very clean. And actually, if you look at how many recalls come from the dry food industry, I think you know anyone would find that there's been way more recalls there for nutritional issues or toxicity than there have been in the raw dog food um, raw dog food arena. <clears throat> I think there is some risk if you go to the go to the store and you buy grocery store meat. There is sometimes more surface contamination on the meat because it is assumed that those meats are going to be cooked and any bacteria uh, would be killed. Dogs that eat raw are um, their stomach acid. It goes up. And so their stomachs are very, very acidic, and actually that will kill almost all bacteria that, that they would ingest. Dogs are natural scavengers. That's 
the way their bodies are designed. So a dog could literally go out and eat roadkill if it was healthy. Its body should be able to to handle that just fine. As far as handling the raw food in the home, you need to use common sense and safe handling techniques. And it's really no different than if you were to bring meat into your home and cook it for your family. You want to wash all the utensils. You want to wash your hands after doing it. Uh, You want to wash your dog's dishes after they eat. You don't just leave the dish down on the floor and use it next time. You wash all the dishes. If they, for some reason, don't finish their meal, don't leave it sit out, stick it back in the refrigerator, and then you can feed it to them next time. So really the risk of salmonella is not with the dog. It's with the people handling the food. Right. Everybody's right. freaking people out. People are about. worried about, you know, people in the household becoming sick. And I just don't think there's anything more dangerous about this food than any other pet food that you would handle, as long as you use, like I said, the safe handling techniques. And another myth that I've heard is people think that the raw food diet is not complete and Well, balanced. I think it I think it definitely can be completely balanced. Thoughts? I think there's some products out there that are not. And I believe that what makes the raw diet complete and balanced is using more of the the body parts from the animal. So if a dog were to go out and kill, say, a rabbit or a squirrel, which would be a natural meal for a dog, they would eat that whole animal. So they're eating the muscle, the bone, the organs, the skin, the fur, everything has nutritional value. So if you just take muscle meat, so say like that would be your hamburger, like what you would see as hamburger in the grocery store, or even a steak, the meat that we tend to eat as humans is all the muscle meat. And that is not, actually, it's the least nutritious part of the animal. We need to be incorporating things like liver, kidney, spleen, lung, heart, even things like brains and eyes, if you can get it. And that may sound a little bit gross to some people, but that really is where the full nutritional complement comes from, as opposed to just using some synthetic vitamins that you have no idea how uh, your pet's body is going to be able to um, incorporate and assimilate those into the body. They may not have any nutritional value and they may actually be toxic. So creating a balanced diet, I believe that these, the body parts, the organs, things like bone broth, I love to I love to add bone broth into the diet too, because there's so much nutrition coming from the bones. It's, it's like a great, that's like the best uh, joint supplement and mineral supplement, in my opinion, is, is bone broth. That's where their vitamins and minerals are meant to come from. In the, in, and they're in a whole food form. If there's this tendency, I think, coming from humans to sort of micromanage these nutrients. You need like X amount of all these different vitamins and these different minerals. And I think what's what's often overlooked is that in nature, these nutrients are meant to act together and synergistically. In fat, for example, there's vitamin D, vitamin K2, um, vitamin A, three really essential fat-soluble vitamins, and they're meant to work synergistically. They're very, very important for things like, um, like calcium metabolism. You know, we 
I've all heard that, oh, vitamin D helps calcium uptake. Vitamin K2 helps keep that calcium from depositing in places that we don't want it, like in other soft tissues and people like heart disease or even in the brain, different parts of the brain uh, can become uh, can become calcified. So getting whole food nutrition is really important. You just need the right components. And, and this is why I don't encourage people to make their own raw diets. Get a, a raw formulation from a reputable company that knows how to put blends together properly. I also don't recommend using a lot of produce. Dogs and cats, are they have a, a carnivore-type digestive system, so they really don't have the enzymes to break down plant cell walls efficiently. So they're not going to get a lot of the nutritional value out of those uh, ingredients. Um, if you fed your dog, say, a carrot, which is fine to give as a little snack, but they're going to poop out, you know, small small pieces of carrot because they're not able to break that down efficiently. So yes, I, raw diets can absolutely be completely balanced, but you have to you have to be getting a product that is properly prepared. And what about when people say that raw food is so much more expensive? Yeah, and well, to that I say it's it's pay now or pay later because if you're feeding, you know, your average dry food kibble that has either they have grains in them or they have um, the the grain free ones have other ingredients that can be just as inflammatory, such as legumes, beans, peas, millet. They all have to have some sort of fillers in. They're all inflammatory in the body, and you're perpetuating inflammation, which is the root of all disease. So, if you look at what your vet bills are going to be on down the road, treating chronic conditions such as skin disease or you know, intestinal disease, because a lot of these inflammatory ingredients do damage the gut and disrupt the microbiome. Uh, You can have chronic diarrheas or, you know, dogs that, you know, vomit more than we would like to see or things, things like that, or they just don't thrive because their gut is not working appropriately. And, you know, going a step further beyond that is the development of cancer, which eventually will happen when it, when we have chronic inflammation, you're just setting your pet up for more chronic disease. And, and not only is that uh, expensive, it's, it's heartbreaking. Nobody wants to, to see that uh, for their pet. And I, so I think it's, you know, it's going to save you money in the long run. And the other thing is I see a lot of pets that are on quite a few supplements. I think this is very common these days. It's very easy to get on the internet and find all this great stuff that you can give your pet. And I think there's a a school of thought that says, well, you know, I don't know if my diet is the best, but I'm just going to give them two or three supplements and that'll make up for the deficits. And a lot of those supplements have synthetic ingredients, which may either be not effective for your pet or you know, not good for your pet could actually be, be toxic. And you're spending money on these supplements. If you, if you take that money you're putting towards those supplements and put it towards a well-balanced raw diet, um, your pet is going to be much healthier and you're going to find that it's much more affordable. And honestly, I think that all of us, you know, and I would even put myself in this group that if you really looked at your budget, you could 
trim off some trips to the coffee shop or some meals out, uh, you know, you could find another $50 a month to put towards your pet's diet if you're willing to make it a priority. And why do you think that so many veterinarians are opposed to raw food diets and do not recommend them to their patients? Veterinarians are all trained to feed the the prescription diets like Hills and Royal Canin and Alperina's now in that camp. Uh, it was the same when I was in, in vet school. I graduated in 1988 and I have talked to new graduates and their nutritional training is exactly the same. They're trained to uh, recommend these foods. The companies, you know, make it very easy. They say, okay, if your patient has intestinal disease, you feed this diet or a skin disease, feed this diet. So veterinarian doesn't even really have to think very much about nutrition and they're not trained beyond that. So they don't have the training background in, you know, compared to other areas of medicine where veterinarians get very detailed training in nutrition they get essentially none. They're basically just told, just follow these companies' recommendations on the food. So I think to go from that recommendation to recommending something like raw, um, first of all, it's not the way they're trained. So veterinarians can become a little bit intimidated about going against their training. Is that going to you know, put their license on the line? Uh, there's always that fear factor. And then it's it's very different. And because they don't know, I think a lot of people, rather than taking the time to learn about something new and developing some curiosity about it, it's easier just to make it wrong or bad. Then they don't have to take the time to learn about it. Uh, you know, no veterinarian wants to put their patient at any risk. So if they don't know about it, then they're reluctant to put their pets on it because it's an unknown outcome in in their eyes. So really just, I think comes down to training and very, very effective marketing from the, the pet food companies. You know, these sales reps are in veterinary clinics, promoting their foods and telling them how great they are and making it so easy for them to recommend the foods that they don't even have to think about it. And, you know, with a, a nice hefty profit margin as well. It's the pet food companies really set this up. It's it's a brilliant marketing campaign on on their part to get the veterinarians on board with feeding them and to get them keep them a little bit intimidated of of doing anything else. Well, I can speak to this personally. I do feed raw, and my previous dog Higgins was diagnosed with epileptic seizures. And I went to three different veterinarians and they couldn't figure it out why he was having them. They knew it was environmental. And when we got a new dog from a breeder, we were told that we had to feed the raw diet, which we we had never done. So Higgins was then put on the raw food diet as well to make it easy. And he never, ever had another seizure. So I, I know how powerful it can be to feed whole food. I know for myself and people that I speak with after they start feeding raw, some of the benefits are shinier coats, healthier skin, higher energy levels, smaller stools. Uh, Is there anything else that you can think of, Dr. Judy, as far as benefits? 
Um, yeah, well, you know, I, I treat a lot of cancer patients. Um, that's one of my focuses. And I put all my patients on raw food diets, just like I was describing with the additional organ meats and usually a, a higher fat content. Uh, because I do like to use a ketogenic diet for cancer patients, which is another another whole topic. But I see, you know, the majority of my patients just thrive, and it and it does depend on what you know stage of disease they're at when they come into me. But I see quite a few patients that come in, you know, they're diagnosed with stage three or four cancer. They got one to three months, you know, to live, and six months later you know, I'm running into them out on the hiking trail. You know, I had that happen a few months ago and it just, you know, it just makes my heart sing, you know, to see that, to see these pets thriving that literally were given a death sentence. And it is, the diet is the most important thing. I do other things in addition to help treat cancer patients. But if if people are not willing to do the diet, then they're wasting their time and money on the other treatments because we're not giving the body the building blocks that it that it needs and that's really what what this comes down to is that the body has an amazing ability to heal to regulate itself and to be healthy but it has to get the right the right tools and the right nutrition and that's what the raw food diet provides and the other commercial diets the um whether they're the prescription diets or other types of, in particular, kibble. Kibble is just so inflammatory because it's so highly processed. You are just not going to see pets thrive in the same way. Um, another thing is like behavioral changes. You know, I have seen pets that are that have anxiety, and you know, we live in a fast-paced culture, and a lot of people are very stressed, and their pets pick up on that. And on an inflammatory diet, their bodies and their their minds, their brains, their central nervous system doesn't function as well. And so they can be calmer, more settled, easier to train, uh, things like that. And what are your thoughts on feeding raw bones? I think nutritionally, I think raw bones are great. The long bones, so like your marrow bones, so the weight-bearing bones of your larger animals, like your cows and bison, even venison and elk. Dogs can chip their teeth on those. Uh, Antlers are hard enough for dogs Mm -hmm. to chip their teeth. So like if you gave a marrow bone to your dog and let him kind of flick all the marrow out, that would be great. You don't want your dog to be chewing on them. They will chip their teeth. Things like chicken bones are really great. And if they're raw, they are completely safe and they're soft because they're mostly cartilage. It's like the best thing to clean a dog's teeth is to give them like chicken necks or chicken backs because they, they crunch through that cartilage and it literally scrubs their teeth clean. Chicken bones have been thought to be dangerous, but that's if they're cooked. When they're cooked, they become very brittle. So I never recommend feeding cooked bones, uh, even in a, like a raw blend, ground bone, anything like that. I don't ever recommend feeding cooked bones, but raw bones are, are very safe. Things like your, your knuckle bones, which is more like part of the joint that is more cartilage. Those are safer for dogs to chew on. Nutritionally, raw bones are great. The, for like little dogs, like I have little dogs, I have little chihuahuas, so they don't chew on bones. But things like uh, bone broth are great. So you can take those, those bones, like those marrow bones, 
and I cook them. I, I make bone broth all the time. I put the bones in the crock pot, cover them with water, and you just simmer them for 24 to 36 hours, and you have this wonderful broth that you can add into um, add into the diet. It's great for healing the gut. If we have digestive issues, the collagen is very nourishing for the gut. It's the best joint supplement. And I talk about joint supplements where people go out and buy glucosamine and all these different things, which are fine, but there's this huge variety in, in the response. And again, I think that's because a lot of them are synthetic, they're processed, and you just don't know how they're going to react in any given individual. So something like bone broth, where you are extracting all of those great nutrients from the bones and the joints and the tendons and everything that you put in that crock pot, that is highly nutritious. That's a great tip. I never even thought of that. Well, we are running out of time, Dr. Judy. If anybody here in the Denver area who would be local to you or anybody in the entire world would like to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Well, my website is cancer-vet.com. And I see, um, I do see clients in person. I also do phone consultations and I am willing to help anybody that's interested in a more holistic approach to healthcare. If your pet has a diagnosis, like you mentioned your dog, it had seizures. You know, if you had come to me and said, Hey, what else can I do? I don't like seeing my dog on all these drugs. And we would have talked about diet. Um, there's also herbs and different things that could potentially be added into the mix. So I will help anybody that is interested in a more holistic approach. I have a special interest in helping cancer patients because I've seen this trend go up and up and up. And I think it's uh, two out of three dogs now statistically are going to be diagnosed with cancer. And that is just tragic. And I really want to work towards reversing that trend. Um, but cancer-vet.com has all my contact info. And like I said, I can do uh, phone consults or in person. Wonderful. And for our listeners today, Dr. Judy is making a wonderful offer. If you use the code WAG, Dr. Judy, what do they get? Well, I am offering a free 15-minute consult. And um, you can't get real far on a consult in 15 minutes. So that would go towards a longer consult. If you wish, that's a $30 value um, that would go towards a longer consult. Or if you just want to do a complimentary 15 minute meet and greet, find out what types of things I would be recommending to help you with your pet, then we can do that as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. We've learned so much. I, I'm I learned something today, so I'm sure our listeners did as well. And we appreciate your passion for helping pets. And we both highly encourage you to try the raw food diet. And if you do, like with all of the times that you change your dog's food, do it in small increments. Uh, Dr. Judy, we are definitely going to have you on the show again, and we really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you, Krista. I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out. Thanks for listening to the Wag Out Loud podcast. If you enjoy the show, please be sure to subscribe, and we'd love to hear your comments. You can find out more by visiting wagoutloud.com, and there you'll find great product recommendations and fantastic resources. That's also where to visit our Bark About It page, where you can suggest topics, guests, or products. 
I appreciate you. Catch you next time.